Oh, this movie dropped one Rotten Tomatoes percentage while we were in the movie. Uh oh, it's crumbling. A disgruntled critic <laughs> has left the theater. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a mood tonight. <laughs> oh, this is what happens. I feel like when we see five o'clock movies, we leave and we're just like ready we're like, to woo! yeah <laughs> we're Let's ready to party this shit up <laughs> <laughs> and then when we leave like at 9 p.m we're an actual corpse we're like this is the ride home i'm like poking <laughs> you to wake up and my name is caitlin <laughs> we're always out of breath yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah. why are we so out of breath maybe like as the day goes on we like lose oxygen saturation or something something <laughs> like that know. but Right now, I feel pretty chipper and skippy. How do you feel? I feel on fire. You feel great? Mm-hmm. So, we just got out of the theater, and we saw a horror comedy satire. I don't even really know how to explain it. A but little it's, bit of everything. It leans horror, mm-hmm. for sure. It is Mark Millard's The Menu. Yes. So, the movie stars... One of our favorite actresses mm-hmm. currently working, which is Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Love, love her. her. And it also stars Ray Fiennes and Nicholas Holt as like the main three of the cast. But mm-hmm. also like John Leguizamo is in it and yeah. some other people that you'll recognize. But the synopsis is a young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Mm. So, yeah. So, starting off the spoiler-free section, Caitlin, what are your thoughts and feelings just coming right out of the movie theater? I liked it. Okay. That wasn't very strong. No, I did really like it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, there were some really funny moments. I thought there were some really terrifying moments. It was very twisted. Very disturbing. I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I liked it enough. For it to be like a 91, what well, was a 92 and now it's a uh-huh. 91 on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. So I guess I'm just having a hard time like being like, wow, what a great film. Right. But like, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I personally think that maybe we were a little bit a victim of, I don't know if it's that we needed a better audience with us mm-hmm. or what was happening, but for some weird reason, we were the only two people laughing. Yeah. And I think one of the highlights of the movie, personally, was that it was a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. It was very much a twisted, sick, disturbing comedy. And, like, that's my cup of tea. Right. Like, I was just, like, indulging on it, mm-hmm. quite literally. And no one in our theater was laughing. Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, that was kind of my biggest hang up with the whole experience of seeing this movie. Because I felt like you and I kept like wanting to laugh. And you didn't want to be like that asshole that's like cackling in the back of the theater. But also like there were some really funny parts that I wanted to laugh at. Like really funny. Yeah. And I'm, I think that maybe it was just lost on everyone else. Yeah. Because... I live with you and right. I've just kind of, I'm used to your brand of humor. You live with me? Yeah, we live together. So oh, that's crazy. Spoiler alert. Um, We do live together. Do we like get married or something? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
just like a little bit a touch a, a touch you're of in marriage. like a skosh so you know my sense of humor so i know your sense of humor <laughs> right. i also kind of have a dark sense of humor and so we very similar senses of we humor. really do yeah. so that was honestly one of my favorite parts about the movie was right. the humor in the yes. in the dark comedy uh-huh. but it it really bothered me that we couldn't really allow ourselves to enjoy that and also there was like a weird guy in the back that was talking <laughs> to himself and the dude behind us was wearing a ski mask so like the whole movie Wait, we were just he was you didn't notice that no the guy directly behind us was wearing a ski mask covering his face he took it off to eat his popcorn <gasps> and then he put it back on <laughs> no yeah i didn't notice that yeah. that's very disturbing he wasn't white so i was less scared okay if it was yeah. like a white man in a ski mask oh, i would have would have left i would have been feel. like hey so we're leaving now yeah um okay. we'll see this another day so i've seen like black men wear ski masks before so i wasn't like too freaked out right. but if it was a white dude we would have checked out in like yeah, a piece split second the fuck out so yeah it was an awkward group that we were with but maybe they just weren't prepared for that kind of a movie at a 5 p.m showing on a thursday i was questioning who was there as soon as we walked in (laughs) i was like i don't think they know what this is so the key thing that i need everyone to know about this movie and that i'm going to tell you right now which i was very excited to tell you about when i opened up google is that this movie was co-written by the editor of the onion oh doesn't yeah, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> why do I like it more now? Right? <laughs> like it just makes more sense to yeah. me. Yeah. It's almost the same thing as like whenever you see an onion article online and like in the mm-hmm. comments there's always like one person that took it seriously and yeah. is like, hey guys, that actually isn't funny because like <laughs> there are real people struggling in this world. Like it was kind of like, like that it's the onion yeah yeah and you're like sweetie it's the onion Mm-mm. like it's yeah, a joke it's satire so i think there were some people that thought that it was like a serious movie they thought it was a serious movie and they also i think they thought that it was like a heady horror mm. which like heady horror is very hard for a lot of people to get into so like midsummer mm-hmm. or like speak no evil which was one that came out this year that i saw where it's that very slow paced usually quite disturbing like mm-hmm. it's usually way more than just like a slasher killing people mm-hmm. it's just like twisted shit he- and gets in your yeah. head absolutely this was almost a satire of, of heady that. horror. Yes, yes, it was. And I loved it for that. But I think everybody else in the theater with us thought that it was a heady horror and they hated it. And so, for example, these people are all gathering on this remote island to have this lavish experience where Rafe finds who's the the chef is preparing this like luxurious menu of hand selected little yeah and they like raise the cattle on the island and they smoke it for like the exact number of days and if you go one day more there's so much bacteria in the Mm -hmm. meat that the person's gonna die and one of the sets of people that are there are these two food critics Mm -hmm. and it's like the magazine editor and the writer who's this food critic who's like world famous and 
all of their interactions were genuinely hilarious. They were so yes. fucking funny and no one laughed at it. No one was <laughs> laughing. And I just, I think the people in the theater were taking it too seriously. They were. And I think they thought that they were like legitimate characters that you were mm-hmm. supposed to like take seriously. But I will agree with you about it being a satire of the heady horror. And I also think it was a satire on foodies. Yes, absolutely. Like clearly. And that, yeah, that whole bit was amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. And it really, that was one of the main themes, honestly, like throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. was just like how ridiculous food people are. Yeah. Like legit food people. And I think what's really great is that it was like, balanced and offset by Anya Taylor-Joy who is like the normal level-headed person that like when you hear somebody being pretentious Mm -hmm. and you hear somebody like oh the balance of salt and fat and blah 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 she was like when are we gonna eat real food right basically and like like, this is so ridiculous like the the one part where they serve her a dish and she just like straight up refuses to Mm -hmm. eat it and the chef is like so disappointed. She would be me <laughs> in one of those types of restaurants. Exactly. Like if anybody ever took me to a restaurant where it's like a single bite prepared on this like plate full of like seashells. I would have been like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like give me a steak. Like give right. me even a like potato. Honestly like, like a like, Caesar salad would be Yeah great. like a single f- recognizable yeah. piece of food would, be, would work. So I think that like satire and comedy and also like commentary on foodie culture and also like hyper rich culture Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. super wealthy people i thought overall everything in that movie was both hilarious to me and entertaining and Mm -hmm. also like you said like scary and i personally like i loved it like i loved it a lot yeah i'm like showing my cards here yeah (laughs) we can tell no i mean i really did too i think for i think your point about the audience is really what did it for me because i think if we watched this at home Mm -hmm. i might have had a different reaction i think now like talking about it with you like i think it makes me like it more because it's like when something's funny and like you're laughing at it by yourself but like you want to laugh about it with somebody else who you know will appreciate it yes it's like that i know that you liked this movie Mm -hmm. and so it's like i want to more so experience it with you just you and me watching it instead of like in a room full of people who don't get it i feel like whenever you went to the bathroom and i checked my phone i saw it was written by the editor of the onion i was like okay so we were right yeah everyone else we were right (laughs) everyone else sucked well, sorry. Everyone else didn't get it. I won't be that mean. Capricorn energy is just, yeah, you know what? They stomping on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Even though they didn't enjoy it, we definitely did. And I think there were some parts of the movie that, besides the comedy, I really want to highlight, which is... First and foremost, the cinematography was very specific and it was very unique because the way they shot the food and they had the little clips of like the actual menu Mm -hmm. with like the titles of the food coming on screen. It really did read like we were watching one of those shows that's like on Food Network, but it's not like the pioneer woman cooking in her kitchen. It's like a group of chefs and they're talking about the dishes and like kind of like the chop chef I was gonna say but like when chop yeah like the rich elevated version of chopped yes basically I thought that that blend of stark Nordic 
production design mm-hmm. that is always creepy. Yeah. Like plus having that kind of food networky feel. It was just such like a, a really cool blend that I wasn't expecting. I've never experienced together like mm-hmm. horror and food yeah. and satire. And that's the thing I will say about this movie. It was unexpected. Very original. Very original. Very yeah. unexpected. Very creative. Because it is so original. It is so kind of innovative in a way mm-hmm. as far as the genre. I'm telling you, funny people are just so freaking smart. I know. I love it. <laughs> funny people are just so freaking brilliant. And it makes so much sense to me mm-hmm. that this person who wrote it has something to do with The Onion because yeah. we love The Onion. And I also read that the other co-writer worked on like Late Night Seth Meyers. Gotcha. Like he's a comedy Comedians writer as well. well. Wow. And really like from the dawn of time, comedy and horror go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. And I think having such a good balance of horror and comedy and also like really really strong performances yes like ray fines and anya taylor joy both killed it absolutely blew it out of the water they were both so good and honestly like i don't think i've ever seen her bad in anything no she couldn't be i will say that there were occasional parts where he felt like he was just acting like voldemort (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, I could yeah. hear Voldemort, like that really slow kind of like yeah. serpentile, like, God, but I love his voice. I know. It's yeah. so great. So like he was, he was great. He wasn't like reinventing the wheel by any means, but he played a really great villain and Anya Taylor-Joy just killed it as always. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, are you ready for your popcorn rating? Yeah, let's do popcorns. It's a large. It's a large for you. Yeah, it's a large. Okay. I think if I saw it again... You might large it. I would give it a large. You might upgrade. (laughs) I think if I saw it again in a different environment, I would absolutely give it a large. For this experience, it is a medium for me. But I think overall, just like removed from the situation of seeing it in an awkward dead ass theater, I don't really have anything that I would have changed about it. I don't really have any major issues with it. But I, my major issue was just that no one else was laughing and I felt awkward but like that's it. how dare they yeah like it was just like they kind of ruined it for me but I think this is something we will absolutely watch again definitely and I think what will be funny about us watching it again is that I think we're going to be like laughing our asses off if we actually like get the freedom to be yeah ourselves. If we just like watched it at home because this is definitely watchable at home they're holding us back they were like stifling me they were silencing me they were silencing us. i was silenced <laughs> and so anyways i guess i'm a medium and a large who's to say it's really all up in the air it's just me it's just like shopping at old navy it's just- <laughs> What a niche joke that if you understand that, we love you so much. Nothing has ever been more relatable for me personally, a frequent Old Navy shopper. And again, if you get that joke, we love love you. you. Love you, babes. Welcome back, everybody, to the spoiler portion of the podcast. We're still we're still cackling over the we'll never get shopping at Old Navy. Um, I just want to say that the second they rolled out a mat onto the floor, I was like, 
Mm. 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 Who's going to die here? Who's going to lay on that little carpet? Yep. (laughs) And I had about a hundred scenarios in my head of what was going to happen. And the sous chef killing himself was the last thing on my (laughs) list. (laughs) Yeah. I think on everyone's. Basically, they start this meal and the first courses are weird and unusual. And there's this kind of like tension in the air Mm -hmm. but nothing violent has happened there has been no threat of violence no it's just strange just weird yeah and then all of a sudden on is it the third course i believe i believe so they call it the mess Mm -hmm. and they roll out this like tarpet 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 carpet tarpet Tarpet. (laughs) (laughs) so they roll it out and the sous chef and the chef stand next to each other having this weird moment where the chef is like just shitting on him shitting on him. he's like he's good but he's not great and he's never going he's never going to be great and you're just sitting there thinking like okay so they're both standing on this mat and he's talking shit on this guy and the course is called the mess so i was like ray finds is gonna slit his throat and when he steps back and the sous chef takes out a gun and shoots himself in the mouth i was like oh shit it's gonna be this kind of movie also before that happened remember the little like shower curtains yes. fell in the background like, that was in front yep. of the other chefs uh-huh so like that it, it would was, block yeah the, the blood and then they like pulled it back again yeah it was terrifying so basically like if you don't plan on seeing this movie, the whole point is that the menu is killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's like there is a menu of food, but like the main point of the whole experience is that everyone that's there is going to die. There's this couple that is like they're regulars, but they never show appreciation. Mm-hmm. There's a group of like investors in this like restaurateurs group that purchased this restaurant from him Mm -hmm. and so he's pissed with them and they did like illegal shit so he's gonna kill them and probably the funniest reason (laughs) that he wants to kill someone is there's an actor played by John Leguizamo and he at one point is like why are you killing me like what did I do right he's like I'm just an old washed up yeah he's like what the fuck did I do and he goes well there was a Sunday where that's the only day I don't work and I can only enjoy life on Sunday and so I decided to go to the cinema and watch a movie and he saw this movie that John Leguizamo's character was in Mm -hmm. and he said it was terrible and it ruined his whole day and so that's why he wants to kill and he said that the image of his face in that movie and how he is now like haunts him because (laughs) it reminds him of like an artist who gets washed up or whose Uh purpose gets lost which is like basically what the chef himself is experiencing and my favorite thing was like right after that the assistant to the actor just goes but then like why am I getting killed and he goes what college did you go to and she goes brown and he goes did you take student loans out and she goes no and he goes you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) he's like I'm sorry you self I'm sorry you're gonna die and it was just like his absolute disdain for rich people Mm -hmm. and for like the clientele that has I mean he even called himself out that he was just like I made my service so high level and I priced myself Mm -hmm. into this position which like he himself wants to die at the end of it right he's just like (laughs) fuck this yeah (laughs) he's just like I've literally lost every 
sense of purpose and passion in my life. I thought one of the most interesting things, too, was that the reason why Anya Taylor-Joy's character is there was a really interesting reveal, Mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of unsure as to why she's there in the first place. Because, like, at the beginning, you see that her and Nicholas Holt's character come together. And you think that they're a couple, but, like, a pretty new couple. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like they just started dating, like, a little bit ago. Early days. Early days, Early days, love. And... And then we find out something really interesting like right off the bat. Well, first before that, we can already tell she's like a little bit not into this. She's just like, whatever. And she thinks it's super pretentious, but she's just kind of like, whatever you want to do, I guess. And he's like very into it. He's like obsessed with this chef. He's obsessed with food. He knows everything there is to know. Mm -hmm. They get on the island and we think they're kind of just like a new couple and they're still kind of like learning about each other. Mm hmm. When the hostess is greeting everyone and welcoming everyone by their names, she says a different name uh-huh. than Margo. Anya Taylor-Joy's character, whose name is Margot. Yeah. And in that moment, we're kind of like, wait, who's that person? Like, Miss yeah. Westervelt, I think, was the name of the yeah. other person. Like, who is supposed to be here? Who was supposed <laughs> to be going with Nicholas Holt? So yeah. we don't know. The hostess and the chef seem visibly shaken that there is somebody not supposed to be there yes like they are unsettled unsettled and you can see that there's like i don't know if you've ever worked in events but i have Mm -hmm. and when something goes wrong at an event there is so much communication that is done with eyes Uh where it's just like you know somebody forgot something at the podium and you're just looking at somebody and you're shifting your eyes trying to be like get up there and hand them that paper Mm -hmm. and that whole scenario of like them trying to fix the situation or figure it out and like adjust what was happening was so like on point between the host and the chef i thought that was great yes i agree so they make us sweat it out a little bit they don't immediately reveal to us what's happening and we are trying to figure out the dynamics so badly at least i know i was Mm -hmm. i was just like who is she because he's such a noob and he's so like cringe and icky that like she would never be with him Mm -hmm. and so you're thinking the whole time like why is she with him yes and he's saying like stupid shit like you're the coolest girl here yeah like (laughs) i didn't go to prom but like you probably did big i'm a nice guy energy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he certainly did yeah so we come to find out that Anya Taylor-Joy is Mm -hmm. actually an escort. Yep. And funny enough, she has also been hired by that old couple, Uh um, the husband of the old couple. Yep. And he keeps looking at her and they recognize each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's a whole separate dynamic. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, the chef basically makes Nicholas Holt's character admit how much he knew mm-hmm. about this event before he came there. And we, the audience, and Anya Taylor-Joy find out that Nicholas Holt knew this whole time that all of them were going to die yeah. before they got there. And he took her anyway. And he took her anyway. And they and you wonder why, like, oh my God, like, why would he take somebody? He even says that you're not allowed to dine solo mm-hmm. at at that So he literally restaurant. just hired someone to go with him so that he could experience this restaurant. So fucked up. Well, it's funny because like throughout the entire thing, he 
wasn't shocked by mm-hmm. any of the moments. But you know what I thought was really interesting was that he purposefully avoided eye contact with Anya Taylor-Joy during all of like the like during the suicide when mm-hmm. they cut the old guy's finger off mm-hmm. he he just kept eating. he just kept eating and like he purposefully wasn't interacting with her and it was almost like he was like emotionally separating himself mm-hmm. with the idea that like this innocent girl is going to die right so ray finds who plays chef julian obviously like he notices that margot isn't supposed to be there and he like takes her aside mm-hmm. and is basically like you're you got to choose are you us or them mm-hmm. and she was like well if i choose you like do i get to live basically right <laughs> and he was like oh no we're all it's dying like, no like you literally die either way but he straight up said to her like I can tell that you're a service worker. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because like she doesn't work in like a restaurant. Like she is an escort, but you know, she is a service worker and that like recognition of like, you're different and Mm -hmm. I know you are. I thought was really interesting. And I I thought so too. And he was trying to figure out who she was and we were trying to figure out who she was. Yeah. And that was a really cool kind of experience for us. I feel Mm -hmm. like as an audience, but just the reveal like a finding out that Nicholas Holt's character Tyler I guess his name is yeah. um it was just like such a satire and such a kind of an expose if mm-hmm. you will on like how extreme people can be yeah when they're fascinated and obsessed with something because he literally was so obsessed with this food and this chef and this whole fucking thing yeah that he was just like well I already know I'm gonna die and this bitch is gonna die with me and like let's just go because it's, it's just, just like worth the, it <laughs> it's like the stories that you're hearing right now of like Taylor Swift people yes. like crying and like going into deep depression because they can't buy tickets because of Ticketmaster going down yes. like it's like a cultural event and it's just like pointing at someone's like complete obsession with a celebrity or with like a certain thing and how much of a downfall it can be for somebody but I thought what was really awesome was that when Chef Julian calls him out basically on bringing this innocent person Mm -hmm. he first embarrasses him Mm -hmm. by making him cook for them and he made this like horrible lamb meal (laughs) with like leeks and shallots undercooked lamb and stuff yeah but then after he embarrasses him the true punishment was that he can no longer stay for the whole meal Mm -hmm. and he can't see the entirety of the menu Mm -hmm. which is all that that guy wanted to experience yes and so we eventually see that he's hanging in like a back storage room later on but I was like oh man that is so good it was such a good touch yeah it really was I thought that I thought that was can I tell you my Abby hang up yeah because there's always one there's always one hang up I don't think there's ever been a movie that I don't have a hang up Mm -mm. with nope I wish they had done more with the manhunt scene I knew that you were gonna say that Mm -hmm. because you went to the bathroom yeah (laughs) And I was, it was yeah. like emergent. Like I had to pee so bad. Yeah. I would not have left if I, if it wasn't an emergency because I was actually very interested at this point. I know. And you came <laughs> back and you're like, what did they do with the men? And I was like, nothing. They just brought them back. And you're like, oh. And like, yeah. I could tell you were pissed. 
so like first of all the chef brings the sous chef who's a who's a woman and she tells this whole long story alluding to sexual harassment Mm -hmm. the whole time that she's worked there until he stopped doing it but then he like ignored her completely and treated Mm -hmm. her like shit right and so chef julian hands her a pair of scissors Mm mm-hmm and first of all, we thought she stabbed him in the dick. <laughs> we really thought she poked him in his pee-pee with a pair of scissors. <laughs> and we were like, oh, shit. And then we realized it was his thigh. So I, that is another hang-up. Yeah. She should have stabbed, him, have stabbed him in the dick. It would have been so much cooler. It would have been so much cooler. And then he goes, men, you have a 45-second head start. Mm-hmm. And then my staff is going to catch you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the men just start scattering. Right. And, like, Nicholas Holt's character is just, like, standing there with the ladies. And he's like, no, you too. You have to run Mm -hmm. too. And at that point, like, I just, like, had to go to the bathroom. And I figured that there was going to be a long enough chase scene that Mm -hmm. I was going to get back in time for whatever happened. Right. So I got up and left. And when I came back and found out that nothing happened with that and they just caught them and brought them back to the room, I was like, why was that scene even a thing? Yeah, pretty much. So the only thing different that happened besides them catching them is that the editor of the magazine was hiding in a chicken coop. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like pressed up against the wall Mm -hmm. and there was like a window right above him. And one of the service workers like opened the window and handed him like a little dish, Mm -hmm. like a whole separate little dish of like this fancy little egg with like creme fraiche and (laughs) Uh stuff. And he was like, here's a little snack while we find the others. And he just, like, eats this little, like, delicate, like, egg in the chicken coop. See, this movie's so funny. Yeah. And then, like, they just brought them back. And that was it. I didn't quite understand that. The point of it. Point. Yeah. But besides that, I thought everything was great. And the ending was really interesting in that Anya Taylor-Joy gets to be a final girl who mm-hmm. escapes using her mind instead mm-hmm. of running and fighting back and screaming and crying like most final girls she right. she basically figures out the motive of the chef and why he's killing these people mm-hmm. and at one point she is in his house which like no one's allowed to be in his house right. and she finds a an old picture of him as a teenager at a burger joint mm-hmm. and she calls him out in the restaurant and is basically like this isn't even food dude like mm-hmm. this is this is terrible I want to send my meal back and he's like oh well what do you want then and she's like I want a cheeseburger yeah <laughs> and then like unlocks a core memory in his brain yeah and it's like a ratatouille like, moment ding. where he's yeah. like oh my god a, a cheeseburger <laughs> and she was like and i want fries too and he was mm-hmm. like crinkle cut or julia <laughs> <laughs> but basically his whole thing his whole speech that he gives to people was that he realizes that again he priced himself to this point that mm-hmm. not only is he now serving all of these horrible ungrateful stuffy pretentious people but also he has become that and he's yeah. disgusted with himself yep. for it. And so when she says, like, I just want you to make me a cheeseburger, it's like he forgives her and is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, yeah, you're you good to go. go. Like, take your cheeseburger. So she's she, <laughs> the best thing was when she was like, you know what? My eyes were too big for my stomach. Can I get this in a to-go box? And she he packs her the cheeseburger and she leaves. And I yep. was like, what a genius way. Because I thought it was going to be 
your typical horror movie mm-hmm. where she was going to fight back and having that moment play out between her and the chef was so much more mm-hmm. like impactful and interesting than just having like her ruining the whole plan and saving everyone. Right. I think it was so much more creative for sure. And then she just ate her cheeseburger on the boat while Chef Julian burned everybody to death. Burn him to a crisp. He dressed him as s'mores. He dressed him as s'mores, which that whole scene felt very midsummer it to did. me. Because it they did. had these little like shawls of marshmallows uh-huh. and then these little hats made of chocolate and they painted these little like uh-huh. delicate little symbols. It did feel like midsummer. And it, it felt like, like midsummer. It felt like when, when he's dressed as the bear yes. and they burn him in the, hu- yes. in the hut. That's yeah. exactly what it felt like. Absolutely. So they were making fun of Midsummer, basically. Yeah. In movies like that, like you said. Yes. Full satire. And I thought that was really funny. Like, it was like, these people are all about to die and we were laughing because, like, <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> shots in this whole movie was when they cut to the food critic and her hat of chocolate <laughs> is melting into her eyes yes. and it's just, like, chocolate dripping on her face. And then they just all combust. Yeah. And see, here's the thing is that I feel like if somebody listens to this podcast and they don't have any plans of seeing this movie or they just don't mind spoilers and they're listening to us explain this right now, they're probably thinking, how did the people in that audience not laugh? Right. And like, because it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And I, again, felt so uncomfortable that I couldn't like it didn't feel like it was appropriate to laugh, but it was truly hilarious and then also at the same time like fucked up and terrifying yes. and I just had a blast mm-hmm. like I really I truly enjoyed watching this movie me too uh the first thing I said when we walked out <laughs> of the theater was like we're getting cheeseburgers yeah it's like we have to get a cheeseburger so I Culver's yep <laughs> that'll do it that'll do it All right, everybody, that does it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be doing a special little Thanksgiving episode. Ooh. And it is going to be The Fablemans, which is Steven Spielberg's. It looks so heartwarming and good. And I I feel like I'm going to cry. I always cry at a Steven Spielberg movie. I know. And it's like his life oh oh i can't wait i'm already crying so that will drop black friday so you'll have something to listen to while you're eating a leftover turkey sandwich yay so everybody happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving oh my god yay enjoy either friendsgiving this weekend your thanksgiving on thursday and we'll see you again on friday thanks for joining us on the ride home